All right, so Evan, I know you were at the game this past weekend, and they were supposed to do that statue unveiling with the the <laughs> plaza out there. Yeah, but no. apparently the story is that one of the statues didn't make it from China in time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they were like covered that. with like body bags, basically. Um, what? Yeah, they they have them like wrapped up in like black like. <laughs> like Which morgue is an official sponsor of Louisiana Tech <laughs> athletics? That can't be a good omen for the season. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I, the thing is that the press release didn't say which of the six statues was the one lost in transit or oh, that I China decided I to investigated. keep. Investigated. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, which one was it? Was it a special seventh one that they were going to unveil and didn't tell anyone about? Maybe it was Jim Robkin. Has Terry Bradshaw been replaced on the Fox Football Sunday kickoff by his statue, and no one has noticed? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean the the Plaza thing does look kind of cool. Like they're they've replaced like just the you know picket or not picket, but uh, chain link fence that that was there uh, before with like a nice brick wall that says Sarah and AL Williams champions Plaza. And it's going to look really cool. Um, looks like you'll be able to walk in like even, you know, when football games are not happening and, uh, and check it out. So I can't wait to see that. Hopefully it's ready by September 9th, the next time I'm there, but yeah, the main thing, and we didn't talk about this on the recap, the, the DJ uh, situation was not great, but the, that's not what we're <laughs> here to talk Twitter about. That's what Twitter was saying. Yeah, I want to blow out the bass on Hey Bulldog for the intro right now. I wish they'd play Hey Bulldog. Fuck. Did they play Wagon Wheel? No, actually. What? Oh there my god, maybe guy. that's why we won. I didn't realize that until now. <laughs> Thank god. <laughs> Shout out to the DJ, actually. I've changed my changed my team. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Courtney. And are y'all ready to go 2-0? Because I'm not, because we're not, I mean, SME's favored by 20. No, that sounds great. The DJ to play Hank Williams Jr., full bass, no trouble, saying, are you ready for some football? With extreme <laughs> just on a three-hour loop the entire <laughs> game, are you ready for some football? <laughs> and all you can hear is... And he just sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a Dodge Charger with no muffler. Oh god, that is pretty accurate to what it sounded like. Um, yeah. So Nathan, I uh, I take issue with you dangling two and zero in front of us, that, and then taking it away that quickly. Hopefully, the team does not do that uh, this week, like they did in 2021 when we played SMU, dangling a win and then stealing it from us at the very last second. I mean, our stats look better than um, SMU's on the season so far. Hey, that's very true. We can only make these jokes this week, so we might as well yeah. get as many of them in as possible. Hey, you don't know that. We could blow them out. SMU hasn't allowed any passing yards yet, technically, so we're yeah. actually way uh, worse than them. At, yeah, we're like, at what, people. bottom 10? <laughs> <laughs> at least. That is, yeah, we're, we're bottom eight, actually. Okay, so see, Matt, you can be mad at the defense because we're at the bottom eight now. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're justified. But yeah, jumping back to this game against SMU, Tech is four and two all time against the Mustangs in a series that only dates back to 2001. Usually, I get this from Winsipedia, and I actually went back and checked our record book. And yeah, we never played SMU before 2001. Hmm. Interesting. Weird. They're so close. Yeah, they they were you know they were kind of a power team before the 80s when their <laughs> program got murdered. 
It's called the death penalty. So yeah, murder is the right term. Uh, yeah. The interesting thing that I'm surprised we have a winning record against them, even though it's post death penalty when we've played all six games. The more interesting thing to me is that both of the wins by SMU against Tech were by three or fewer points, including the game was at a couple years back. But all of Tech's wins were at least by 30 points. Oh, you're getting me, you're getting me overexcited about this game. Well, if it's a close game, then I'm nervous. If it's a blowout yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually pretty crazy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously they beat us in 2021 by, I think, two points on a, uh, Last second Hail Mary that we tipped to the ground. Unfortunately, it did not make it to the ground. It made it to some SMU players' uh, hands, and they won the game. And I almost walked out of the stadium without my wife and without waiting for the alma mater for the first time in my life. But I (laughs) I came to my senses and turned around. Um, um, Catherine says just because of the alma mater, but it it was 50-50, you know, her uh, being there and me not wanting to abandon her. Oh, let it be. Let it be known that Attack uh, has never won a football game when Catherine is in the stadium. Well, let, let's wait for our prediction section to uh, to get into that. Um, maybe Catherine will be there. Maybe she won't. You'll have to listen to the whole episode to find. You'll out. have to watch the game and find <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, the other game that SMU won was in two thousand two. It was a thirty-seven to thirty-four final score. Jack oh, Bicknell wow. was the tech coach. That is terrifyingly close to the game we lost. I think it was 39-37 um, in Skip's yep. final year. Thanks, Skip. And I was thinking back on that season and like that Hail Mary loss, the, the fucking Mississippi State loss, which I had forgotten about. Yeah, man. Oh, if you just brutal. If you it's win, brutal. If you win those games, then you're knocking on the door of uh, own bowling. It's crazy how football works, though. And, and the team probably doesn't fall apart at the end of the season because, you know, anyway. What could have been, um, but yeah, we're playing SMU in 2023. So let's talk about that. Yeah. The hard part is that they haven't played any games in 2023 yet. So we have to look back to their 2022 team, at least to get an idea of what they want to do. They were top 10 in both yards and points per game a year ago, mostly due to their highly prolific passing attack where they had the top 10 in pass yards per game. But quarterback Tanner Mordecai has gone to one of the big 10 schools so we get to see what everyone was calling the quarterback in waiting, his protege Preston Stone, make his first start as a redshirt sophomore. I'm hoping that this being their first game of the year, coupled with the new quarterback, is going to equal that they're going to also need to get some ground under their feet and acclimate. Yeah, I mean, and there's like an idiom in college football, right, that you make the most improvements between like either year one and year two, if you're a new coach or game one and game two for a team. So hopefully that's true for us and we can kind of catch them off guard in the first quarter uh, versus what we saw last week. But um, you know, that yeah, that will remain to be seen. Yeah, that's my philosophy in fantasy football too. So I'm wondering if we have any more running backs on the waiver wire. <laughs> Jesus. I just hope that Tyree Shelton, the transfer from Miami uh, of Ohio can come, uh, come back this game. Yeah, the Mustang running game wasn't that great a year ago. They were good enough, I guess. Nothing really to write home about. They complemented enough the passing attack that you couldn't just only defend against the pass. You had to at least respect the run. But, again, they haven't played yet, and we talked about them a little bit in the season preview, so don't want to spend too long here. I do want to jump to their defense because their defense last year was bad. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Sonny Dykes was not the coach of SMU a year ago. He was, what, one year removed at that point? But you really couldn't tell from the defensive rankings 
Um, as Tech fans know how great his defenses are. They were bottom 25 in yards and points allowed per game, and even points and yards allowed per play. Just the overall statistics did not paint a nice picture of the SMU defense. They were especially bad against the run, though. 5.3 yards per carry allowed was 10th worst in college football a year ago. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they've got a few like standout players on um, both offense and defense, and one of their linebackers, Kobe Wilson, was named first team all conference um, in the preseason. So, you know, I guess they're hoping to get better um, defensively, obviously. And uh, the other guys they have first team all conference are two offensive linemen. So that'll be interesting to see if they can protect their new quarterback. And, you know, Tech brought a lot of pressure last week. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what the... Uh second through fourth quarter defense can do against this team. I'm excited, especially with the new quarterback. Yeah. And that guy I mentioned, Kobe Lewis, the linebacker, he's actually a transfer from temple. Uh, So to be named, to be named first team, all conference transferring in is uh, pretty interesting. And then they've upgraded their defense a lot from last season. They've brought in pretty much an entirely new secondary uh, with transfers from West Virginia, Liberty, you know, a couple of guys are coming back that are safeties who were pretty decent in the run game last year, but they also have a Stanford, Stanford transfer coming in who made 115 tackles last year at uh, at Stanford. And football games are just like in his day-to-day life. <laughs> just important. like walking around, you know, the quad yeah. at Stanford, just like tackling just, the shit out of people. I'm just imagining him tackling trees. Yeah. You never know when it's a guy in a suit. It's such a <laughs> realistic mascot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's reason that the expectations are much higher for this defense this year. Um, I think the general sentiment of how people predict the season will go, the offense will take a little bit of a step back, uh, not so much as to be not an above-average passing offense, but you're replacing a a pretty good quarterback. And so kind of taking a step back, at least initially, is kind of expected. But the defensive side of the ball is expected to be a lot better, and that should just about even out. The biggest thing, though, like we said at the top, this is their first game. So they will probably have some rust to shake off and some things to go through and and everything else that we saw from both Tech and FIU a week ago. Hopefully that lasts for a good three and a half, four. I would even take four and a half quarters of rust. Yeah, that'd be nice. So how's, how is this game going to turn out? <laughs> yeah, if you ask the computers, Massey Ratings gives Tech a 13% chance to win this game with a final score predicted of 41-20. to 20. ESPN FBI gives Tech a 12% chance to win this one. They don't do score predictions. But Vegas, like we said at the very top, gives SMU a 20-point advantage with an over-under of wow. 65.5. So that's about a final score predicted of SMU 43, Tech 23. Yeah, who cares what the computers say? Our predictions are the right predictions. I mean, that would probably be Scorigami, right? If if that was the final score, 43 to 23? I, you'd have to think so, at least. I say as I quickly try to get over to Twitter. <laughs> uh, man, I mean, 20 points feels like an awful lot. Like, that's that's a straight blowout, right? SMU's never done that to us. Yeah, no, they've never us. done it. 43 to 23 has never happened. There we go. Okay. Mm. Well, I'd rather it be 43 to 23, but tech with the 43. Yeah, that would still be Scorigami. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and do our predictions here. I know we're going through this one kind of quick. We spent a lot of time on the recap. but uh, <laughs> uh, This one's hard, too, because, right, like, 
they haven't played. We have. So it's kind of like, I think our expectations might be tempered for this game based on what we saw against FIU. Right. Uh, if that's all, I guess I'm just jumping in here. If that's all yeah. we could do against FIU. Right. What is SMU an actually decent team in a better conference going to do to us? Um, that being said, they have 25 transfers total on their team. And, you know, that makes people think that the talent level is rising there. And a lot of these guys are P5 transfers um, that, you know, are going to be in the starting rotation. And uh, I, that offense scares me from last year. I know Tanner Mordecai left, but they're going to be able to put up points. And our offense stalled out so badly inside the 40 yard line. You know, seven, what was it? Seven drives with 15 points scored inside the opponent's 40 yard line. So we we got the ball into the 40 yard line, but I don't think we ever made it to the red zone a single time. Is that is that accurate? I mean, I think we scored two touchdowns from outside the red zone, but um, I just don't see us being able to keep up. I think the defense will be better than it was last year against similar profile teams. But being early in the season, I just don't think that our offense showed me enough to keep up with like in a shootout situation and our defense looked great, but against an FIU quarterback who pretty much sucks. So I'm going to say tech loses this game. Also, Catherine's going to be there, which she's never seen us win. Um, (laughs) Spoiler alert. Yeah, she, she has only seen heartbreaking losses except for the North Texas game last year when we got kind of blown out and run off the field uh, 470 yards rushing or whatever. I'm going to say SMU wins this one like 41 to 27. I don't think it's a 20-point loss. I think it's, you know, maybe we score late to cover or something like that. But 41 to 27, um, I'll be sad, sweating my ass off in Dallas at 2 p.m. or whatever. Yeah, that's that's my thought. I don't have a lot of optimism for this game. It's a definite loss. SMU is way better football team, even though they haven't played a game yet. <laughs> but they're in a better position than we are right now, as far as their program goes. So SMU's going to win. I'd I'd say them scoring 40, 42 points is probably about right. I don't think Tech's going to crack 20 points. Uh, I could be wrong. Now that I say it out loud, I definitely think I'll be wrong. So I think 42-24, you know, which I think is close to the sp- <laughs> close to the spread that the Vegas has picked. So um Yeah, yeah you're I think the, very close. I think twenty-four to forty-two is a fair estimation. Offense should play well there here and there, but not enough to keep the game into a shootout. But uh, the defense gonna have a tough day against uh SMU, so I think that 42 to 24, but I think that we'll uh, see Hank make some good plays and it'll be a, a good step in the right direction, especially when you consider who comes after uh, after SMU on the schedule. Um, I've never been very good at the words behind the predictions. Um, I'll spit out numbers, but you know, uh, I think that we have the building blocks to have a very good team this year. Um, It's just a matter of if we can put this together to make a cohesive team. If we did do all of that and we played to the best of our abilities and this game was later on in the schedule, I would probably say that we had a better chance to beat SMU. Um, however, um, I'm optimistic that we'll carry on the energy from the week one win into this game. 
and not totally just die. Um, but I don't think it's going to be enough to beat SMU. So I think SMU in the 40s is about right, but I think Tech's probably going to be somewhere in the 30s. So I think it's going to be a little bit closer. So I'll say SMU 45 and Tech 34. Watching the FIU game, our offense clicked when it didn't have time to think about it. Those two-minute drills were when they were at their best. When they entered the game, I felt like the vibe was Tech going, we're the better team here. And it took until... FIU was threatening for them to show any kind of signs of life offensively. And I think that the vibe going into this one will be completely different. Being 20-point underdogs is great bulletin board material. I think that whatever question marks we have about Hank Bachmeyer uh, just end up being, okay, no, this is the guy. It's like the Ryan Higgins game where all of a sudden you go, wait, this is who Ryan Higgins is now? I'm still picturing him as a freshman. I think it's that kind of difference between week one and week or week zero and week one for this Louisiana Tech team offensively. The defense, of course, is not going to only give up four passing yards, but I think that they still do a pretty good job. I think this is a close game, and if history has told us anything, it's that we lose close games against SMU. And I think this one is a 35 to 34 loss. That's going to hurt after this Brutal. past week. Yeah. And I think our team last year should give us some clues about the what the team will look like this year. And, and I'm talking about the offense specifically. I hope the defense is not um, <laughs> taking cues from last year. But, you know, we, we kind of know what Cumbie's trying to do. And I think last week, you know, whatever the issue was when we hit the 40 yard line, hopefully we'll work that out. Um, you know, last year we had the 32nd ranked passing offense in the country. Um, so SMU's top 10, but like we're, we're in the top, what, 20% of offenses, something like that in, in terms of passing scoring offense, we're number 60, I believe, um, you know, 29 points per game. So that 22 last week against a bad team is not, engendering a lot of confidence about this season, but like we know that Cumbie's offense can put up points, right? And SMU's got a lot of new players. They've had a terrible pass defense last year, you know, so maybe we catch them sleeping at the beginning. Maybe we, we get out to a fast start and then the defense can clamp down again. I mean, we'll, we'll see, but um, anything can happen. I, I don't, I don't even think it's going to be a, we catch them sleeping. I think that, I think SMU is a better team, but I think that Tech is a much better team than what people think they are right now. The If they had scored a touchdown, if the play calling hadn't been so conservative when you got past the 40-yard line and Tech was able to score a couple more touchdowns where things ended up not happening and you ended up missing field goals or whatever, I think that this would be a different team that we're talking about right now. And that's an easy fix for this team. Sonny Cundy can look back at his own game tape and make some adjustments for how he runs this offense moving forward. And so I think that this Tech team can compete with SMU on each of their own best days. I think SMU, again, is still the better team. But the fact that we have a game first to improve on and the fact that they are switching quarterbacks right now, they have a bunch of transfers coming in. I don't even think it's a catching them sleeping thing. I just think we're catching them not ready. They're, they're awake. They're just still putting on their makeup. (laughs) 
and, and they're putting on their makeup because they're trying to get into the ACC or Pac-12 or whatever, Pac-4, or whatever. But one one other thing I want to say, too, is I'm going to this game, obviously. I mentioned my wife is going. It would be weird if I wasn't as well. Um, got to bring the cardboard cut out of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't take this anymore. <laughs> Just bring, bring cardboard Evan. Um, yeah, that's fair. Cardboard, cardboard Evan was standing in for me here at home while I drove to Ruston by myself uh, this past weekend. So it's only fair that uh, that cardboard Evan gets to go to a game once in a while. But um, yeah, so I mean, if you're going, you know, hit us up. We'll be sitting in the tech section. Um, not going to the alumni tailgate because you had to be there at 8 30 a.m to go to that oh so, god uh i don't think we said the kickoff and details of this one did we nathan it's we 11 no. 11 a.m central on what espnu ah espnu okay. so make sure you're wearing your sunblock hats uh yeah, and then you're gonna see. have you're gonna have the good good stickers for people if they want free <laughs> stickers i certainly hope so um because i forgot them and had to use one of the old ones. Let's see. I'm looking up the weather forecast right yeah, now. It's supposed to be it's... 90 degrees at game time. But what's Oof. the real feel? Because Dallas. Let's see. Saturday, high of 99. Oh, Humidity 39% during the day. At so the not stadium, terrible. I'm seeing high of 101. A real feel of 103. Real feel in the shade of 98. Hot with plenty of sunshine. In case you were worried you weren't going to get your vitamin D for the day. Yeah, so the crisp fall air. Yeah, but enough vamping. Let's go to the normal end of show things. Let's go to the tweet of the week. I'm a big fan of this one. Tech I didn't was, see this one. Was uh, trying to double dip a little bit with the victories over the weekend by inviting was a top five or top ten quarterback prospect Bear Bachmeyer to come visit Rustin uh, while his older brother was making his tech debut. Uh, Hank tweeted, what a great win, incredibly grateful for all of the support. And Bear quote tweets him saying, A, and then at QBHank19, maybe one day you'll get me. Good win, though, with two pictures. The first one is Bear Bachmeyer's stat line from a game where he threw for 334 yards. And the second one was the fact that Hank Bachmeyer threw for 333 yards, <laughs> one yard short of his younger brother's game. <laughs> That's, yeah. I love the sibling rivalry. <laughs> Shout out, yeah! Shout out to uh, to Bear. Also, how did Hank end up with the name Hank when his brothers are named Bear and Tiger? Like, yeah, maybe maybe one day we'll get him on the podcast and uh, he'll he'll tell us a story about that. I wonder if Hank is his uh, yeah, I wonder if legal he's, name. Yeah, yeah, maybe his name's Lion. <laughs> you know, because lions and tigers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I love that Tech invited all these like honestly kind of high caliber recruits for like next year and the year after that bear Bachmeyer is like the number five quarterback in the 2025 high school class. So not, you know, and the week before he took an official visit to Oregon, by the way. So like, you know, don't get your hopes up, I guess is what I'm saying, but Oregon's really far away. Bulldogs are, well, they're from California. His family's from Northern California, but it's a really big Uh, state. Yeah. So Rustin's closer than, than Eugene. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, geography. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Miak is very sad right now um, that you are doing this. There were a few other like there's a five star linebacker recruit in the class of 2025 who came like playing week zero is honestly kind of cool because they don't have anywhere else to go. They're not. They'd rather go see a game and 
you know, we were able to take advantage of that and I think bring in like 50 recruits. So maybe we don't land some of these guys out of high school, but you know, it's the transfer portal portal era, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that van we bought that says free candy on the side of it's really paying off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was also band day or whatever Ooh. on Saturday. My cousin who goes to Pineville High School, I think she's a sophomore or a junior trumpet player. She was there. I saw pictures and was like, oh, that's right. I have a cousin that's still in high school. Yeah, I think I saw that the rookies for band... Yeah, so the band looked a lot smaller, and it was, yeah, because it was only the uh, the, the ones coming back. Also, uh, one thing about the band, and I don't want to badmouth the band too much because, you know, we're all love here. We can cut this, it's fine. The band, no, don't cut this. (laughs) The band has not fucking played Hard to Be Humble in so long. (laughs) It was so bad. (laughs) Oh, Uh, man. It didn't make the broadcast, so it didn't hear it. Yeah. Please practice hard to be humble because hopefully we'll be winning more games. They sounded good on TV though. They sounded better than the DJ. Oh well, oh. yeah. I know that doesn't take much. Yeah, but... We would need like fifty or sixty more tubas to replicate the <laughs> what Matt wants. <laughs> no, just the, the, the subwoofer oh. that's oh. <laughs> the entire tubas eastern stand poked in them. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, I think that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-M-T-D-I-E or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where we've had some posts up recently. We've had the season preview. We've had a game preview. We've had a game recap post up. Also, totally revamped the site. Looks fucking great. Yeah, Nathan G is making us look so official. What is this? But yeah, that that blog, if you want to check it out, is gtpdd.dog, where there's also... Not even just the shop, I'll get there in a second, but there's a contest you can do weekly. We take the betting line information we talked about earlier, the Vegas, you know, the line, the over-under, all that stuff. Put it down there. We uh, Later this week, we'll tweet out the week zero, how everyone did. But it's just kind of the way, you know, people talk about sports betting all the time. Let's have fun with it. Let's Let's do the sports bets, but not have to wager real money and be sad when we lose. So check that out, gtpdd.dog slash contest. And now I'll go to the shop. Get the shirt of the month. You only have, I think, a day or two left before it goes up in price. So if you want that bulldog football, the football with the bulldog face on it shirt, and you do, you don't think you do. You look at it and you go, that's a bad shirt. Why would I ever want that shirt? <laughs> but like, next thing you know, you bought the shirt and now it's on your body and you don't remember purchasing it. It's a conversation starter. If you want to start just like talking to random people about the clothes that you're wearing on your body, this is the shirt for you. Yeah, that works. I was going more in a, it's a cursed shirt direction for spooky season, but either oh, one works. Too. Check it out. Just if only to know what we're talking about. GTPDD.dog slash shop. If you want more content to read because our blog posts haven't been enough, Evan and Nathan are writing for Bleed Tech Blue on a weekly basis. Uh, are those free articles? They are free articles. Yep, so yeah, indeed. you should check out that. And I think that BTB also has some discounts going on right now for membership. So you should go head on over there. They got some good, good content too. Yeah, you should definitely support them. But like, you know, after you buy a shirt or something. Right. <laughs> but yeah, until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Courtney. And I'm Matt. And go tech, please don't die.
about donors wanting to pay $4 million to leave the American Athletic Conference, pay us $4 million and we'll just lose the game. <laughs> I mean, we, I think me we've been paying more dollars. money to... Pay yeah. me $4 million and I'll get you a nice shirt. <laughs> we'll give you a shirt with an ugly-ass bulldog football on it. I was um, offended by that. I didn't say unlovable, but ugly. I I just said okay. I said ugly. He's ugly. You can't deny that. Now you're just describing what my Tinder profile was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice, nice, nice addition of was there um, with your <laughs> with your wife sitting right next to you. Uh huh. I, I heard that. I, yeah, I'm not sweating. That. Eyes burning in the side of your head. <laughs> um, yeah, but this I is mean, why we usually record in separate rooms. So at least I have a little bit of a head start to get out of the house. 